In today's episode, we're speaking once again to the amazing Cody Jefferson. Cody is a father, entrepreneur, public speaker, life and business coach, and the founder of Embrace Thy Lion. He is the creator of Lion Elite and the number one group performance program for kingdom-minded men looking to live their legacy in their life and business. Cody coaches and advises CEOs, business owners, and entrepreneurs on scaling their business, growing their impact and influence. And in today's episode, we're speaking to Cody about why the movie The Secret only tells half the truth. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame, and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And guess what? We have once again the amazing, the charming, the wonderful Cody Jefferson. Welcome, Cody. Hey, hey, it's good to be back. Thank you so much, Cody, for coming back. We had such a fantastic conversation on Friday Feature that we had to have you back here once again on Money Talkies. But before we start, please share with everybody what it is that you, that you do in your own words. Yeah. So again, first and foremost, if you didn't hear me on Friday, the most important thing that I do in my life is I'm a dad to my son, Stetson Foster. So if you don't, if you don't call me anything else, you can just call me like dad. And that, that is, uh, that is my role primarily. Uh, outside of that, I, I help good men become great. So I work with founders, CEOs, executives, entrepreneurs in answering a lot of the questions that money doesn't as we navigate through the growth scale and exit phase of, of company life, whether that be M&A or pre-IPO. So again, for me, it's helping make sense of all of the complex questions that money doesn't actually cover. And we do that through looking at four pillars of life, our head, which is our mindset, what we believe to be true, our health, uh, which is our obviously our physical body, our heart, which is our relationships to ourself, to uh, the people around us and to our source, and then habits, which is basically how we treat our time. Wonderful. And it's interesting you say that because you, you sort of teach them that. Yet today what we're talking about is how the, the movie The Secret only shared half the truth. So even though you are you are you are you're teaching those four topics, you do believe money is important and how the law of attraction can help you. Yet you know, you're, you're saying something should be controversial for some people. I agree with this con uh, this topic, by the way. But a lot of people will say, well, what do you mean it's half truth? What is the full truth? And so do you want to explain why the movie The Secret only tells half the truth? Let's start with that. Sure. Well, and I, I wanted to talk about this because it's so pervasive in our culture right now that if you can just see it in your head, you can hold it in your hand. If you yeah. if you can visualize it, if you put it on a vision board, you can you, it'll happen for you. Listen, yeah. here's the deal. You can go sit your happy self down at Starbucks or any of your favorite coffee shops and you can picture a million dollars all day long and you're going to be sitting for a very, very long time. Yeah. And the reason is, is thinking about something uh, without, without focused action towards quanti quantifiable results is, is just insanity. It's just obsessive thinking. It doesn't get you any closer to anything. And also, one of the things that we have to realize is a lot of times when we're trying to visualize something, we're trying to think towards something that we say that we want, we don't actually know what that thing is. People say, we mm. got to think like a millionaire. How do you think like a million? You've never been one. Mm. How do you think yourself into that? How do you visualize what you have no idea, right? Mm. You have a projection of what you think somebody with millions of dollars does with their time based on movies that you've seen, based on experiences that you visualize in your head. But I can tell you those who make significant amounts of, of revenue and income have very, very different lives than what you might believe to be true based off of things that you see on the internet or see in movies, right? So people say, well, I, I want to I be billion. I can see myself as a billionaire. No, you can't because you don't even know what that is. Yeah. I have no way to contextualize what that actually means. Hmm. What we can do and what we ought do 
for anyone who's transitioning into business, who anyone, anyone who is, is transitioning their, their business from solopreneur into having a team, into a, a growth model that increases revenue through a myriad of different opportunities and options, is we can look at what we're doing on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. We can look at who we want to become. We can look at what we want and why, whether that be for ourselves personally, relationally, spiritually, mm -hmm. physically, emotionally, and financially in the business sector of things. And we can answer a few simple questions. And in answering those questions, which is what we're going to dive into today, in mm -hmm. answering these questions, it actually aligns us to what it is that we say that we want, mm -hmm. which, by the way, is an ever-moving target because I'll be the first to tell you, once you get everything that you say that you wanted in life, it will actually not be the thing that you want. And that's how life is. I, 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 I it's always a moving target. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and I think, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, Cody, either. Because no. when, if you stop setting goals, you stop living. So sure. what people, people are the happiest, not at, um, not actually arriving at the destination, but the journey and enjoying the journey part as well. So I mean, this is so, yeah, this is so much of the work that I do. Yeah. Because what what we find with with founders, uh, with with CEOs, entrepreneurs who are in the build process, is they're really really good at building business. Mm. It's a it's a it's a fairly natural sequence of events. Mm. What we're not really great at is family life. What we're not really great at is connecting to something deeper spiritually. What we're mm. not really good at is clearing negative, traumatic, low vibration energy. Yeah. We're not good at clearing those things. And so we climb these proverbial mountains. We get to the top. We recognize this doesn't feel the way that I thought it would feel. So what do we do? We either wreck our families. Mm -hmm. We destroy our businesses. We mm -hmm. wreck our bodies because we need something to rebuild because yeah. I'm only good at the build process. So mm -hmm. what we can do is if we, we get to the top of one mountain, we recognize it's the base of another. Yeah. And, we can, and we can clear everything that got us to that point all the energy that got us to that point, because I mean, it, hear me, new levels, sometimes same devils, new mm -hmm. levels, new devils. It depends on where you're at emotionally. It depends yeah. on where you're at. I mean, I'm going to sound a little woo here, but it depends on where you're at vibrationally. It depends on where you're at in your energy. It depends on where you're at in your relationships in your relationship to both your business and your relationship to money and your relationship to people and your relationship to God or whatever you call God. Mm -hmm. All of that matters. I mean, okay. this is why you do the work that you do. Yeah. Fair? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. I think it's important to understand that at any given moment in time, you are and the sum of your vibrations. You know, your dominant vibe, your dominant thoughts are dictating your dominant vibration. And that dominant vibration is going out into the ethos of the universe. And whatever's coming back to you is dependent upon that. Now, depending on how, what you think and feel is what you're getting back in. That could be in your family life, it could be in your health, and that could be in your results in your business as well. So whatever you're working on, whatever you're doing, you have to... Um, be you know be consciously aware of and then consciously decide which direction you're going to go and um sitting in a, in a, in a coffee shop or a sitting at home and chanting affirmations doesn't work and that's what i don't believe in chanting affirmations i don't think they work yeah. i think this this the whole concept of believing and accepting it i think is true but it's 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 the expectation part which most people fail now yeah. you can't you cannot get the expectation mode within you by sitting in a coffee shop. It's only through taking action yeah. and aligned action too, not being busy, but being productive. Right. Only through taking aligned action do you get into expectation mode. When I talk to my clients, I always say, you can take an action. For example, you know, you have all these channels are for God. When I always refer to universal energy, but in secular sure. terms, universal energy, God, whatever you want to call it. You have all these channels through which device energy can send you this good of yours, whatever you want, money, partner, baby, husband, whatever you want, right? But the thing is, you, if you have your mind set, it, ha it can only come through this one thing. For example, if you want to be married, and it, it can only be with this one person. If you want to have a million pounds, it can only come through your business, this particular business, rather than thinking expanding your mind that it could come through something else. And I, I'll, I'll share my personal experience here. I, I'm building my personal business. And at the moment, before... Until about uh, even about a few weeks ago, my main three business that I was doing was trading and um, property and coaching. Mm -hmm. And I am a lawyer. My background is a lawyer. I didn't think I didn't. Want, I've been told I had the inspiration of having a law firm for the longest time. I never really thought about it. I'm not going to go and be a lawyer again. Yet the idea of additional business has been always been the background. So when I realized the number I want, what I want to achieve financially, my coaching is only going to get to me a certain level, and my property a certain level. If I want to hit that number, 
I can easily because I'm, I'm an MA lawyer as well. So I know I'm familiar with what an MA can do. Yeah. So why not build exactly what you do is what I'm doing. And I thought, well, I can, I've been on the other side as a, as a lawyer, I can easily come on the other side of the table and become the owner and the builder. And this inspiration came because I was not just sitting in my room thinking, I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm thinking, okay, how do I get there? And instead of getting the next 10 years, how do I get the next three years or five years maximum? And that's where the inspiration comes from. So you need to take action and think, what action can I take? And then listen to inspiration and go there. I might not get there in the next five years. Who knows? But I'm going to try. I'm going to well, you know, go ahead and give, give it my all. Side note, something that you should think about. This, mm-hmm. is, this is just between you and me and all your listeners. Mm-hmm. Is that the work that you're doing, especially with these, these founders as they're in the growth process, and you're very familiar with the M&A yeah. uh, process of what it, what it is to exit a company. What, you, what would be really interesting is if, as you're working with them, you help them understand the, the ways in which through ascension in business, it creates new complexities with energy. Um, and so now the conversation is, uh, we can keep you on a retainer, that's fine. Or I can take a percentage of equity in your company and I can walk with you and in your entire corporation as we all walk through this process. And now you have a stake in multiple companies that you're serving and you get a percentage of every exit. And so that's a lot of what I do now. Oh, that's amazing. Actually, I didn't think of that. That's actually, that's a very good thing. You learn something new every single time. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. I, that's a very good thing that I will actually put my in my in my plan, actually, to teach you because that's exactly what we do. Yeah. So the goal now could be, you know, within 12 months, I want to be in an equity partnership with six companies that are on the road to a 48 to 36 month exit. And I'm going to walk with them through that process, utilizing all of my skill sets, both in law and in energy work Mm -hmm. and infusing the two, which creates an entirely new market for you because nobody's really combining the two. Mm -hmm. And now you have a really strong equity positioning and proposition through your service and offer uh, that no one in the marketplace is offering. Yeah, it, it would be a very, it, it would be a strong USP on any of the lawyers, only in the energy workers who can combine both things together. Yeah, right. so that's very interesting. But again, mm-hmm. this this idea that just was born literally on this podcast in, this, in the last couple of minutes, it was only possible because of the action you and I have taken before right. onto this podcast and the thinking behind it. And things have lined up for me to ha- be taking action, be able to have this conversation with you and for you to come and give me the suggestion. And right. this is the key for people to take away that sitting in a coffee shop and just thinking away is not going to get them to their goals. It has right. to be through a series of actions. And yeah. even if the actions do not get them the results, I am, I'm very, very clear about that. Sometimes you try your hardest and a business deal does not go through or business does not take off in the way. However, if your intentions have been great and you've been expecting and doing the most you can, it could be that that is not the very divine source energy's way of you moving forward. It could be something that comes because of it. Uh, a business right. or something else comes out and you still attain a goal, but not through that channel comes through another channel. This is the point that I think we need to understand. But you know, this, just because you, you, know, you take action doesn't mean you're going to get your result through that particular action. But your actions sure. create expectations. And this is what's key to your getting wherever you desire. What are your thoughts well, on that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we failure, we often assign to identity. And this is where a lot of founders, uh, a lot of startups get really, really frustrated is because, uh, listen, there's there's no shortage of information on the internet and there's no shortage of self-proclaimed experts on the internet that are going to help you do X, Y, Z in a short amount of time. The problem is the actual success rate of that is, is very, very small. Right. And a lot of people are in the business of making money on the front end. And so taking your money with an overly inflated promise is, is fairly industry standard. Mm. And so you may fail in the process yeah. and things may take longer than what you initially anticipated. But mm-hmm. this is something, listen, I, I talk to my seven-year-old about this. Every time he steps on a wrestling mat, he will tell you if he loses, he will come immediately off the mat. No tears, no crying, none of that type of thing. Cause he recognizes like, this is a process. Yeah. And he says, okay, what's the lesson? Because there are lessons in losing. Just like, fee- uh, the, just like failure is nothing more than feedback. Oftentimes we will assign an emotional identity to failure. Like mm-hmm. I am a failure. You're not a failure. You're not. Yeah. You failed. An idea, fa- an idea failed. An opportunity failed. A way in which you tried to move forward might have failed. 
But if you can remove the emotional attachment and you can remove the emotional identification at, to your person of failure, mm -hmm. then now we can look at this subjectively and objectively and it becomes nothing more than data and a metric. And this is true everywhere. This is true in our relationships. A lot of times we'll try to move the needle forward in some way, but it's not our partner's love language. So we think I'm a failure. I'm doing all these things. It's not that you're not doing all of these things. That doesn't make you a failure. It means that your methodology just isn't landing with your partner because they have a different love language. Yeah. We look at this in fitness. Well, I'm going to the gym. I'm moving my body. I'm doing this. Okay. You're doing all these things, but you're not moving forward because these aren't the, the proper action steps that you need to take. And now we need to take a, another look at your diet as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So again, like it's not that you're a failure. It's that, that some of the things that you're doing may or may not be the most useful towards mm -hmm. what it is you say that you want. And mm -hmm. so we can remove the construct of identification, which is where so many get hung up and we get paralysis by analysis. We get paralysis looking at 20 million different things and somebody's chapter 20 when we're on chapter one, mm -hmm. we look at somebody's success story and wonder why it's not working for us in the same way, shape or form. People ask me how to duplicate what I'm doing. I'm like, you can't. You can't, you haven't done what I've been doing for the past 20 years. There's no overnight success here. I've been doing the same thing consistently for 20 years and I've gotten really, really good at narrowing my lane. Yeah. But you don't talk the way that I talk. You don't have the education that I have. You don't have the charisma that I have. You don't look the way that I look. You don't, you don't have the story that I have. So I can't, you can't duplicate this. Mm -hmm. I can tell you some ways and some strategies that have helped me move forward and your mm -hmm. mileage will vary on that. And the internet five years ago is different than the internet today. Yeah, everything. And social media. We remove this idea that I'm identified by external markers of success. Success yeah. is built through emotional resiliency. Confidence is built through doing hard things consistently. Oh, that, that's, is that, is, that, is, that is key. I think you just hit the key. And that is the price that you have to pay, which most people who don't succeed fail to pay, as from what I can see. Uh, success, there's no such thing as free lunch. And I truly agree. No. You have you can do something that's hard once or twice, but only those succeed who do it continuously, day in and day out, day and day out. So going to the gym once and having a good session is not good enough. Doing it day two or day three is not good enough. It's consistently doing it over the period of three to six months is that's when you get the results, right? Right. Well, and this is why daily habits and morning routines, you know, we talk a lot about everybody in the development space talks about routines, 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 routines. Yeah. Well, they're important. They're important. If we, if we think about affirmations, so one of the ways I think that affirmations get it wrong, and I'm going to listen, I'm going to go a little bit biblical on this right now. So you just have to give me a little grace in that. One of the fascinating things, regardless of what you believe, mm. one of the fascinating things I've learned in studying the life of Jesus. So you just, just take Jesus however you want to, right? But there is no doubt, like the most famous individual spiritually in, in all of history, right? Always using I am statements, mm never speaking into something like, I will be this. Mm. Everything was a marker of identity already assigned. I am. Mm. And because of that, I live out of that identity. I, mm. I, I don't live into some idea that I think may happen in the future. I, you don't speak, I will be wealthy and successful. No, that's low vibration. We talk yeah. about that vibration. Yeah, because right remember, your brain follows the principle of least path, right? It, it, it follows the path of least resistance. I will be wealthy. What are you actually telling? What are you telling yourself? I'm not wealthy at the moment. I am not currently. I will have an extraordinary marriage. I will have an extraordinary relationship. What are you telling yourself? I don't have it at the moment. Right. Mm. So when we can flip it, and we mm. say, I am, and we write, I am statements. Well, now what we have to marry that to is an identity of how, okay, if I am this, well, then the only way for me to be this is to do the things that this Person identity does. does. Yeah. If I say I am a millionaire, then I need to surround myself with millionaires and I need to figure out what the hell they're doing every single day, right? If I have a relationship that is on fire, Mm. Well, then I am going to be the, I am going to be responsible for cultivating and, and putting oxygen to that fire every single day. Yeah. 
if I am an amazing parent, then that means that I am fully present to my kids and I am living a life by example. Because listen, with kids, you know, you, your kids lose respect for you because you tell them things that you don't follow for yourself. Yeah. I mean, kids look at your actions, not your words. More is caught than taught. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. A hundred percent. So kids will look at the fruit. Kids will look at the fruit of your life and the fruit of your actions, and they will mimic you and mirror you. Recognize every day is an opportunity to set the stage for how your child is going to develop and who they're going to become. This mm-hmm. is why the work that I do is so important to me, mm-hmm. is every day I get to model to my son. This yeah. is this is how a man is. This is how a man acts. This is why, again, these routines and habits are so important. It's not that waking up at 5 a.m. and doing 20 million things is the key to success. There's books on it. I get it. Listen, it's all nuanced. These are all just good things to do because these micro commitments that you make to yourself starting in the morning, starting with making your freaking bed. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big, big believer of that. Like, you have to these make daily it. micro commitments before the sun comes up, mm-hmm. right? They just set you. And remember, confidence is built through doing things consistently and keeping your word to yourself. And yes. so, by nine a.m., you've already accomplished all of these things. They may be minuscule. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you went to the gym or you did whatever you meditated, you read, you journaled all these, you know, all the things that people say you have to check off a list. Some of them I think are arbitrary to do in the morning, do them whenever. Um, but the point is to have a set, a set list of things that you accomplish so that you set your brain psychologically up to know I am a winner. I do hard things. There's nothing that I cannot accomplish through this day because this is who I am. And because this is who I am, this is what I do. So I say, like, you can't think about what it's going to be like to be a millionaire if you're not a millionaire because you don't know what, like, listen, the, the new complexities and stresses that come from being a millionaire and the teams and the taxes and all the fun stuff that comes along with that, you don't know what that's like yet. You don't know what that's like. You may not even want that yet. You may not want what you think that you say that you want. I want a $10 million company. Are you sure? I don't know that you do. To be honest, I don't know that you do because let me tell you, it sometimes it spikes your head on the thorn of a nightmare you can't even begin to process right now. Yes. It's, it, it's just complex. Yeah. So what you can do, though, is you can say this person generates this level of, and they have a life that, that seems to be balanced and integrated in a way that makes sense to me. I need to know what they do. And I want to know how they grew their company and their business. And I want to take those action steps. And so now, because I am this I look at my daily schedule and say, this is what I do every single hour. And some of you will say, well, like I, I procrastinate. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. And we can make a million excuses of stress responses and all those things. Here's how you stop procrastinating. Make a list. Mm-hmm. Make a list every single day. Some of these things will be repetitive. Some of them will be time you know, mm-hmm. sensitive. Make a list of the things that you have to get done on a daily basis, the things that you get to do on a daily basis as a result of being the identity of who you were created to be and who you see in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then cover it up. Cover it up. And then uncover three things. You, you listen, 12 things. Yeah, that's a little overwhelming to anyone. Three, you got three. Time block it, get those three things done, go celebrate, do a couple jumping jacks, come back, do the next three things. Mm-hmm. When we can remove the emotional overwhelm, we remove the need to procrastinate because now we don't have uh, a central nervous response to the overwhelm of things that we think that we have to get done. Yeah. I mean, kind of circling back to this idea that, you know, what you, the, the secret, the movie The Secret is only telling you half the truth. What half do you think they're truly missing? What would you say is something that they completely missed and it was it misled so many people into, well, I mean, I, I'm very grateful to the movie The Secret because it made... Loved it. Yeah, it, it was an amazing, amazing concept. But it, I think it, it, it misled people to believing that they could just sit in the room, set chat affirmations yeah. and have a million, a million dollars drop in the lap. Uh, you know, so what um, what did they miss? So let's let's talk about that. now. What specifically did they miss and what's the missing key here? Daily focused action toward what it is that you believe you are manifesting. Mm, Manifesting comes through the alignment of our head, our heart, and our hands. Mm. That's what we missed. We missed the hands part. Mm. We get the head, 
We understand that we've got to visualize it. We've got to see it. We understand that we have to, to align our heart's intention with it being the, as Neville Goddard would say, the wish already fulfilled, Napoleon Hill, uh, Bob Proctor. All of them say the same thing. And Bob Proctor, you know, massive, massively influenced by Napoleon Hill, Neville Goddard, uh, a theologian from the 30s, uh, yeah. really married the ideas of Christianity and the law of attraction and, and yeah. manifestation, huge in, yeah, mentor to me, uh, just through books and through literature yeah. and through lectures. Mm. We forget the hands piece. We forget yeah. actually the, on, the only way that we grow productive crop is you can, you can find the right soil, but you have to till it, you mm. have to lay the seed, and you have to tend to the seed. Mm. And when harvest time comes, you harvest. Mm. But then you're not done because when you harvest, it's time to produce another crop. Yeah. Recognize that the work is never done. It's always evolving. That anything that you have on your vision board is typically going to be tied to the physical manifestation of some sort of thing. It's going to be a house. It's going to be a destination. It's going to be a romantic partner. It's going to be a car. Like yeah. Recognize that what got you there won't, won't keep you there. Yeah, of course. It never does. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. All of these things require maintenance. And as easy it is to make a million dollars, it is just as easy to lose it. Yes. I think this is the thing that I work with quite a lot. I don't think people find it difficult to make money. People with their, with their, when they, uh, because I especially work around energy, I think people don't have the right energy, the requisite uh, mindset or the, the vibration that they need to be aligned with. Um, or be at to keep the money a lot of the times as soon as they make the money like oh I have this money and then they make bad investments or they spend it and they don't even know and most people that I talk to they're not spendthrifts they're not money wasters it's, they just don't even know where the money went it just goes through the fingers as soon as it comes it, it's yeah. goes out the door as soon as it comes and because it's that energy that they have around money it's not aligned with who they are again coming back to the idea of identity they haven't identified with someone who's a great money manager can allow their money to grow. So being a millionaire for an hour, is, it's no good. You need to be a millionaire long-term and go on yeah. to become a millionaire. A millionaire now is a diamond, doesn't it? So now you're, and most right. people I know are working towards becoming billionaires. Yes. And we have, well, in the next five years, people will be hitting the next milestone, which is trillion, trillion years. And let's be real about it. People are. People like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are very, you know, uh, climbing the way towards it, along with some of the NFT <laughs> lot right. as well. Right. Crypto is just yeah. insane. Yeah. Oh, it's just going to say it's, it's interesting. So I grew up very humbly. I grew up in a single bedroom trailer. Mm -hmm. So I, I did not, I, I didn't grow up with silver spoon. I, I was, we talk about poor, like I, that we always had everything we needed. Yeah. But money was always scarce. Never mm -hmm. got to really do the things that other kids got to do. I started working when I was 12. Mm -hmm. um, it was a different conversation for me. Mm -hmm. And so what I find is a lot of the guys that I work with and, and, and the females that, that I walk with as well and that we lead at conferences and, and the, the places that I have the opportunity to speak at as a keynote, mm. you don't grow up with money. Mm. Not, the, not like the money that some are generating now. Yeah. And interestingly, subconsciously, we always tied money to things because yeah. that was the marker of success. Well, rich people drove this. They had this house, right? They wore this kind of watch. They do these things, right? And so when we start to make the money, afraid that we're going to lose it subconsciously, mm. we buy all the things because, well, even if the money runs out, like I still have all the, I still have the stuff. Mm. And so we mismanage, like, we misunderstand what money actually is, what, what wealth is. Mm. It has nothing to do now, those external markers can be validating and they can create in some ways they can create more business, more opportunity if we understand the investment side of them and not the expenditure side. Mm. But for most, they don't. And so they get themselves in a hole of vacuous spending because 
when you've never had money, yeah, the idea of then having it and buying all the things that you never had. This is a problem that I get into, get into with men and their kids, like dads that want to want to be good dads, like they mm-hmm. want to want to be present fathers, but they don't really want to be present fathers because that would mean they'd have to step away from the things that they're creating. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't want to be off their phone. They don't want to shut it off. They don't want to shut it down. They I want to want that. Like I see you with your son, Cody, and I, I, I want that, but I'm like, no, you don't, you don't. So we have to identify that. Uh, And so what happens is that we create this cycle because we didn't grow up with money and money was always tight. Money was always hard to come by. And this is why dad's always stressed and yelling. This is why mom's always in the kitchen crying. This is why our parents got divorced. This is why we never had the things that we, we ever had. This is why I didn't go to college. I went to this is why I didn't, 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 didn't. So then you make it. You make it. And this is why dad was never present at games. It's not like he always had to work. He always had to work. He always had to yeah. work. That was my story. My dad was a single dad. He just worked all the time. Mm. It's okay, but he just worked all the time. Mm. And I decided I wanted a different path. But for most men, they think that. And so they go and they get into business that aren't making a, a, just a, a substantial amount of revenue and income. Mm. And so they start buying their kid, everything they never had. Yeah. They, they're giving them the best of everything and they can't understand why their kid's not just grateful and why mm-hmm. the kid's not satisfied. And well, it's because you're perpetuating the same low energy trauma that you experienced. Precisely. You're, you're, the, you're the absent father that you grew up with. You're just yep. giving your kid all the things that you never had thinking that that's what you actually wanted. But what you actually wanted was safety, love, and nurturing from your parents and you're not giving that you're just giving the material stuff that you never had that you equated with the reason of your dad being stressed all the time yeah i think i think far too people far too many people um men and some women as well by the way sure who believe by by providing the the material goods to the kids that can over that can compensate for the lack of time they provide with the children. I think this is where I, I think people who are I think spiritually awake. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Understand the the value of time. Money can be made. You can't buy back time. Even though time, you know time is not. It, it's and not. both are leverage. Both are leverage. And you can't. You can't. But the thing is, the most from from my from my point of view, I have always, since since the time I became pregnant with my daughter. I became a mother before she was even born. I was a, I, I was a mother, you know, before she came into it, came out into the world. She was obviously she was in, in, present in this problem because she's in my tummy. Yeah. Um, but I became a mother as soon as I knew I was pregnant, and from that moment onwards, my priority became my daughter. And then later on, my son was born. It was my my son and my daughter. And when I, I remember this, looking back in by the way, two, 2016 was a pivotal moment for me. That's when I found out about my you know his uh, my ex's affairs affairs plural by the way. Uh, and so when I came to that realization um, and the logical reason, a, lo- a logical way for me to move forward was to get go out and become a lawyer again, because my background is own banking finance lawyer. Yet I also remember the kind of lifestyle I lived then when I was single and I was able to do that, you know, spending 80 to 90 hours working. Sure. I at that m- moment in time, I remember looking at my life and thinking, okay, one, I would have to start from scratch because I've taken so much time out. But mo- most importantly, I can do that. I'm not worried about half work. I knew I could go in and I could climb the ladder very rapidly. The, the thing that got to me was the father wasn't seeing the kids more than once a week. So he wasn't part of the life anyway. Even when we were married, he wasn't part of the life. That's, he was only coming home on the weekends anyway. But even, even more so now, he wasn't seeing them puff one day for a few hours. If I went in, did a, went back to my banking finance career, my kids would not see their mother. Um, they would grow up with the grannies and nannies and whatever have you. And I didn't have parents like that. So they would literally have strangers bringing my kids up. And so they would not see their mother apart from weekends. And even then I would be, I knew the kind of exhaustion I would have with the kind of work that I would be doing. Yeah. They would not have a mother either. And I made a decision then that my, my time with my kids was more precious than money or anything else. And I truly believe that I could, I mean, I did have, a, I was very good at energy work then as well, but even if I could make it by then, I hadn't made a single dime through my coaching practice or through energy work. But I had the, the, I had the, the firm belief my time with my kids was more important than anything I could ever buy them. And that's what I lived by for the first couple of years. So I didn't make anything. And this is more important for people to understand. Your children, your families need you, your time 
more than what you can materially buy for them. And I'm not saying you shouldn't go after money. I think money is a great thing to have. But money, this idea that you have to, it's that you have to either go for money or have family that they, somehow they're mutually exclusive, is yeah. an idea that has yeah. been applied to us by the by media and by films yeah. and other things. You can have an amazing life with your family and have abundance of money. I make more money now than I ever did in my, my legal career. And yeah. that's around my kids. And as I said before, I think in, in Friday Feature, I'm a full-time mother and a part-time business owner. Mm-hmm. So you can do both, but you have to understand what is your priority, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Listen, I, I get to do all the amazing things that, that I do. And people say it's easier. It's not. <laughs> okay. It's just priorities and boundaries. Mm-hmm. And being very, very focused on what I put my time and energy to. Mm. and what I say yes to, and more importantly, what I say no to. Mm. But at all times, like I'm, I'm, I'm a dad first, and I'm showing my son what's possible. Again, does he need to be me? No. He wants to be, which is fine. I, 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 it's, the, it's one of the greatest joys of my life. Uh, you know, seeing the look on his face when I surprised him as the surprise reader this morning for his whole class. Like The fact that, that I'm set up in a way that, that I get to be homeroom dad, that I get to coach wrestling, that I get to do all the things. That I, listen, I, I keynote and MC uh, a big event in Miami in a couple of weeks, and it just happens mm-hmm. to be during his spring break. And mm-hmm. so guess who's going with me? And guess who's going to stand on that stage with me? My son. Mm-hmm. For those who say that you can't have it all, and for those who say that you have to choose, who said? Mm-hmm. Who said? Who said you can't have it all? You said you can't fully integrate your family into what it is that you do and how you live and move and have your being. Who, who said? Mm. Who said? Who said that? I mean, work is stressful. Running running companies is, is stressful, but awesome. we can also we can also mitigate that stress to the best of our abilities, and we can learn to identify stress. We can learn to identify the energy of stress, and that distress can actually be switched into you stress, the good kind of endorphin releasing stress. When I work, when I'm doing what I'm doing. Even when KPI is off or our, our PL isn't measuring up exactly the way we want to, or I'm working with the company and, and things are in flux because maybe iOS has jacked up some ads or something, something's changing or, or something's happened on the C-suite. And so now somebody's being removed and we have to pull somebody else in or we've reached a ceiling where we have to bring in a whole new executive team to get us to a different level in an organization. So we have to manage feelings, emotions, and all of those things. Stress, but it doesn't have to be distress it doesn't have to, again, who said it had to be? Because now when you can identify as a problem solver, you can identify as someone who seeks solution and someone who finds solutions. Mm. Now, every single obstacle becomes an opportunity for you to shine. Mm. Every single opportunity, it's, it's all opportunity. And it's all a way for you to now approach and they say, okay, these are my options. These are the roadmaps I clearly see. These are the problems that I can clearly see. What is the what is the most predictable and practical solution? And you surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. That's been my secret. It's not to be the dumbest guy in the room, but like maybe in like the middle. That's where that's where I like to camp out. Mm. So uh, it, it gives you a, a wealth of of a Rolodex to be able to to lean into when when you need objective reasoning. You need need objective. Uh, eyes that are unemotionally attached uh, to an outcome. Who says? Who Mm. says that everything has to be the way in which, you know, my dad runs a business now. Love him. I love my dad. And and I think he's an amazing, extraordinary man. He's typically always stressed and his business is capped. And it's capped Mm. because he's doing things the way that he's always done them. And business has always done them and it's antiquated and it's outdated and and it needs, it needs updating. And so we're actually working on that right now uh, to, to get him into a place where he can exit because he's, he's older now and he doesn't want to work the rest, you know, the end of his life. For me, I'm setting things up now where I'm living in retirement now, not when I'm old and everything is integrated. Mm. And the stress that I experience is not distress I think, I think this idea of understanding your priorities and and recognizing what's going to make you happy. A lot of the times we we don't have we don't choose our own priorities. We're given them by society. We're given sure. them by people. Parents, and, yeah, yeah, religious institutions, the way that we were raised, the side of the train tracks we were raised on, relationships that we've had. Yeah, 
everything becomes contextualized. And again, a belief is nothing more than a thought that we hold captive, but we have to confront our beliefs on a daily basis. When something confronts who we're called to be or who we think we can be or a, a new mountain that we want to climb and we come up with internal reservation, mm-hmm. whose story is that? Is it yours? Yeah. Is it your dad's? Is it your mom's? Mm-hmm. Is it your partner's? Is it your ex's? Is it your former boss's? Is it your friends? Is it your pastor? Mm-hmm. Who put that thought there? And, and, and you let it solidify into a belief. But now if that belief no longer serves you, yeah, I think I think this is if this one one piece of piece of advice I can take away from from this podcast that I would I, that I would like to you know reiterate from what you just said is really invest in yourself the time that's required to understand what are your beliefs because I think most people are living through the paradigms and these paradigms have been given to them by obviously primary caregivers between in most of the subconscious tra- uh, programming is done between the ages of zero to seven so these paradigms that we live through we don't which we don't question so paradigms are beliefs that we don't question we just see that's how the world works yeah so if people are living through these paradigms which do not even give them the option to understand that it's possible exactly the life you're living so somebody could listen to what you just said say oh my god cody gets to go on the stage and be an mc and have this amazing experience and share with his son that means he has a relationship with his son too how does he have his cake and eat it whereas you're saying that if you address your beliefs and Look at what's possible for you and look at what beliefs are holding you back. Because most people are shackled to their own past identity because of their beliefs. If they recognize what their beliefs are and they can break free of them from those shackles, they can create a life of their dreams, like just like you have. Uh, I, you know, with all due respect, I'm no one special. I don't think you're anything special. I think we both have done something special with our lives with what we've been given because we chose to do so. So everyone listening to this podcast. Is, is very special and they too can create special um, something amazing and special in their lives by working on their um, on their beliefs and on their energy and all this episode can give them is hope that that's possible for them if a man who grew up in that kind of problem, I mean that's just something very personal with as well so I too come like well I my father was an ex- incredibly rich man incredibly I, I I did I was born in, into a family with a silver spoon but at the age of five, my father decided, because I'm, I'm from a Muslim background, my father decided he wanted a younger wife and he wanted a, a more fashionable wife. So he went and got another one. And Muslim men are allowed to have more than one wife. They're allowed to have two four. My mother, and I have to give her some regard, I think my strength of character comes from my mom, uh, she turned around in the 80s, by the way, unheard of, very much so. In the 80s, turned around and said, okay, you're in our religion, you're allowed to have another wife. I don't mind. I don't have to accept this. I'm leaving. So she, my mother left my father when he once he remarried. So we went from riches to rags. So then I grew up in, um, in in East London, and and it's like the the ghetto, I suppose, that kind of area that you call it in American terms, right? Literally, sure. Sure. Um, crime rate as high as everything, and it was just it was just literally the pits, and that's yeah. when my brother went off the rails and when became a juvenile delinquent, and he was in and out of juvie and whatever you call it. So I grew up in that environment and I'm severely dyslexic. So there's no reason why I should do academically excel. Yet I went on to do exceptionally well and became a barrister in the UK and I'm also a New York attorney. And I've done phenomenally well. Yet I came from the same household. My brother went one way, I went another way. And there's no reason why I should do well either way. And then life threw me lots of curveballs with my ex and so he's my second ex, but they had two exes, two husbands and both were interesting. And so I, there's no reason why I should be here very successful with two children being a, a single parent and they both are doing financially very well they're both in private schools which is my key but if I can do it with all the obstacles that are against me why can't anybody who's listening to this podcast do go out and achieve whatever they desire as long as they're willing to work on their, on their energy and the mindset yeah well the answer is 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 it's between it's between our ears right there's there's beliefs that we have and you know, one of the things that I would I would recommend to anyone listening, uh, I can tell you that I wouldn't be where I'm at without the friendships that I've created and cultivated. And mm-hmm. they, they call me to a higher standard. And the men that I surround myself with as friends are are incredibly successful in every area of their lives. And they demand, we all demand that excellence of each other. And we hold each other ruthlessly accountable to the men that we're becoming. There, there are no exceptions 
And why that's important is you're going to find that there's always going to be a gap. There's always going to be a gap between in that, that that's, that's true of everything. So there's always going to be a gap between where you are and where you want to be. There's going to be like a skills gap. It's going to be a relationship gap. Uh, there might be a financial gap. There might even be a health gap. There, there's always going to be a gap. And what I have found is that whether it be through a coach, a mentor, um, and typically the circles that I have, the, the circle that I've created and cultivated has, has come out of investing in coaching and masterminds where I've met my circle. And so it's, it's all through this, this idea of investing in yourself. And, and there's a few different ways you do that. Obviously time is one money is another energy is another. Mm-hmm. And the reason this is important is because I don't, I don't care how driven you say that you are, your mind is a powerful, powerful, powerful ball of energy that will serve to keep you perceptively safe. And you will go further faster if you have accountability mm. towards what it is that you say that you want. I would not mm. be where I'm at today without, without the, the support of a very, very specific men and women in my life who are dear friends, mentors, and hold me accountable every single day. And, and so I would, I would encourage you again to one, identify those gaps as best mm. you can, right? Like, and then find people who can hold you accountable to that, mm-hmm. that you're open to. Because accountability that isn't asked for always feels like a threat. Mm-hmm. So if I come to you without any trust and I tell you all the things that you need to be doing differently, it's going to feel like, that, like, well, you don't know me. Why would you say that? You don't, who's this guy? He's pretentious. Like what? But if you know me and you know my heart and you know that my heart is for you, now all of a sudden this becomes an open conversation and accountability can happen. So seeking that accountability through identifying where those gaps are is going to help you to take your next steps. And I would, I would have you consider even go with the work that you're doing on, on energy. Most everything that we've talked about today, mm-hmm. and I'm not, and I can say this, I'm not an energy worker, mm-hmm. but I know when I'm a deep believer in it and most everything that we've talked about comes back to limiting beliefs, limiting ideologies, and all of those constructs can be tied back to our energy and to vibration, which is why the work you're doing is so one uh, revolutionary in a lot of ways, because it's, it's something a lot of people don't understand. It can feel very mystical, spiritual. And, and when we, when, again, when we don't fully understand something off the front, we discount it. Yeah. We all want to be self-perceived experts in everything. So if something doesn't make sense to us automatically, it's BS. (laughs) Yes. But I I would have every single one of you consider that what got you here won't get you to where you're going. Yeah. I was, I was, I didn't believe in like meditation and breath work and like hypno breath work. I'd never even heard of that. I now have a hypno breath work coach. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm like me, the guy who, who does Brazilian jiu-jitsu, lifts weights, wrestles and boxes five days a week. I'm still the guy who's meditating, doing breath work and doing all of these integrated practices that, that are holistic and creating a whole person. Um, so, you know, just, I want to highlight the majority of the things that we've talked about today, they all tie back to energy. Yeah. All of the ways that we're so afraid of moving forward, all mm-hmm. of that nervousness that affects our CNS, our sort of central nervous system, that affects our breathing, that affects our energy, that affects all of the ways that we do and don't move forward. And most importantly, the ways that we don't move forward because we're afraid and we're anxious and we allow that vibration and energy to keep us where we are, which means that as a result of that, that's what we put out. And mm. you know this, like you, you can feel the posts and all of the sales copy and all the things where you can feel like somebody's after money that's low energy. That's because they feel like they don't have enough. And you can feel the abundance when somebody actually has something to offer you. And there's like no strings attached to it. Like this is a transaction of yes, there's money involved, but but there's also this deeply beneficial resource that's going to be included as a result of that transaction. It feels really good. That's mm. energy. And so we attract. We we attract. And so for those who are like, I have to find the spouse, I have to find, 
what you're going to do is you're going to find you're going to attract somebody who's looking for that same type of codependent energy, which is to find ourselves in the same kinds of broken relationships because we yeah. continue attracting based off of our need of unhealthy codependency and anxious attachment or act anxious detachment. Mm. So when we can confront the energy and we can confront the vibration, we can confront the trauma and we can confront our stories and our beliefs and our thoughts, everything can change. Wonderful. And on that note, we're going to wrap up. This has been such a fascinating conversation. We that's why we've just carried on talking a lot longer than we do normally. But this has been one um, amazing conversation. Thank you so much for, for sharing so many, um, so much of your wisdom. I would say, Cody. Thank you. Um, can you tell us how can we connect with you? What and where can we find you on the internet? Yeah. So it's really tricky. So <laughs> if you go to CodyJefferson.com. You'll find me. Uh, you can Google and you can find a bunch of podcasts and different things that I've been a part of. Uh, you can find me on any social media channel. I'm most active on Instagram. So shoot me a message. It'll go to my request. It might take me a little time uh, to get to it. Uh, but I, my promise is always that anyone who messages me that's not spam or trying to sell me you know, crypto, I will absolutely respond to you uh, or some new NFT project. I'll absolutely respond to you. And uh, I'd love to hear your story. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Well, um, do go check out Cody. If you're watching us or if you're listening to us on the podcast, uh, we will have his website and his all his social media handles on the show notes. And if you're watching us on the new, on the, the description section below, in the description section, we'll have this, um, his um, website as well as his social media links as well. Remember, um, do go check him out. He's one amazing individual. I've had a fascinating conversation with him before, both on Friday Future and today on Main Talkies as well. He has given me a lot of fruit of thought, and I hope he has for you too as well. And uh, if, he, if it means that you need to address certain core beliefs about yourself, then go ahead and do so. And do actually you know, give yourself the time and space to listen, maybe re-listen to this podcast again, because there's so much information given here in these last you know, 50 minutes or so that you need to listen to again to digest exactly the, the immense wealth that was given and the kind of introspection that you need to do to yourself to realize what's actually holding you back from that that goal that you may have of that business, the partner, the health, whatever it is. But everything is within your reach. But it's, you know, the, what you have to do is work on the inside first. Well, based on that, you know, do go and check out Cody if he can help you and then um, let us know. And Cody, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest and being so patient with us both for Friday Future and today. It's been awesome to have you here. Oh, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you for listening to me and Cody today on Money Talkies. I will be back with another amazing guest on another uh, Money Talkies segment, asking them for help and advice so that you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Goa Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.